It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. After another rough outing on Sunday, Panther fans are once again wondering if it's time to sit Bryce Young. But here's the question I have. Should interim head coach Chris Tabor even have the ability to make that decision? We'll talk about it right here. Unlocked on Panthers. You are Locked on Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Wednesdays throughout the rest of the regular season, I'll be answering your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me over on Twitter, at Julian Council, to participate in tomorrow's edition of the weekly Wednesday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Carolina Panthers sit at 1-12, looking up. At the rest of the NFC South, all sitting there tied at 6-7 and seven as they head into a Week 15 matchup at home against the division rival Atlanta Falcons, who they lost to in Week 1 of the season. Can the Panthers get win number 2 and put a damper on the Falcons' hopes to get to the playoffs? I think everyone is hoping that will be the case. We have all week to talk about that, and we'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly from the 28-6 loss against New Orleans on Sunday. But let's start off the show by discussing... Bryce Young. Chris Tabor, the Carolina Panthers interim head coach, spoke to the media on Monday as he usually does and he talked about how the Carolina Panthers need to improve upon these self-inflicted errors if they're ever going to win a game. He showed a lot of frustration after losing another game on Sunday and he came back on Monday and said, yes, I still am very upset that we lost, which he should be. The team is 1-12. in No one would expect anything other than him to be Upset, he gave the team Monday off. Now, to clarify, Chris Tabor said that guys were still in the building, that he had guys in his office watching film. They were out there lifting weights. There just wasn't any formal meeting with the team on Monday. And some teams in the NFL, they give their players Monday off, and then they practice on Tuesday and the rest of the week. Uh, Traditionally, 
typically the team, you're out there on Monday watching film, getting ready for the next week. Then you have Tuesday off, then you're back out on the practice field on Wednesday. That's how the Carolina Panthers have gone about their routine. But they decided to change things up, just reading the room, seeing that these guys clearly are exhausted. They're frustrated by their constant failures every single Sunday, uh, except for one this season. So he gave them the day off. I don't know how much that's really going to change. But one conversation that came out of the meeting with the media on Monday from Chris Tabor was the one of whether the Carolina Panthers should continue to play Bryce Young. He was asked by David Newton of ESPN.com whether he should do that or whether he should sit Bryce Young. He said, I think one way to become a better football player is by playing. The only way you're going to gain experience in the National Football League is by playing games in the National Football League. And he has not thought at all about sitting Bryce Young. This is a conversation that we've really been having all season long because Bryce has just not taken the steps forward that a lot of us hoped would happen this year. And from the very beginning, I said, the only thing that truly matters this season in Carolina is the development of Bryce Young. Him showing by the end of the season that he was the right pick for the Carolina Panthers, or at least there was enough glimpses to feel good about Bryce heading into 2024. I think we can safely say right now, We're not going to get those glimpses unless Bryce just lights up the world in the final four weeks of the season, but that would be truly shocking to everyone involved in that building, I would imagine, and you and I watching these games every week if you are still watching the game. I just don't see it happening here in 2023. The offense, we talk about the passing game, it is broken beyond repair. We have a bunch of lame ducks there calling the plays and Thomas Brown going to get to the tweet his wife put out there, then deleted on Sunday. The situation, it is not great. It's not conducive for him to have success moving forward, which I guess brings you to the conversation of, well, if that's the case, why not play Andy Dalton? But I tend to agree with Chris Tabor. Bryce Young's only going to get better by actually playing. And yes, the situation is obviously not good. It has not been good for him all season long, but it's not really changing. It wasn't good to begin with. It's not good now. So why decide all of a sudden with four games left to go? All right, well, Bryce, we've seen enough. You're done for the rest of the year. We'll work on it next. Well, you'll have a new coaching staff. So we'll see you in the offseason and then hopefully 2024, where hopefully the offensive line will be better. The receivers will be better. There will be a consistent run game behind you that you will play like the number one overall pick like we hoped you would. That's what they could say, but I just don't think that's going to happen. Now, really, the question I have for the people having the conversation is, should Chris Tabor even be given the autonomy to make this choice for the Carolina Panthers? I had someone on Twitter tell me, because we're having the conversation a little bit back and forth, and I decided, all right, you know, that's a good conversation. Let me just go ahead and talk about this on the show. And he was saying, well, Chris Tabor is the acting head coach. Okay, yeah, Chris Tabor is the acting head coach for the next four weeks. Chris Tabor does not have a future in Carolina. Maybe he does. Maybe David Tapper wants him to be retained by uh, the next staff that comes in here as a special teams coordinator. But if he's retained as a special teams coordinator, Chris Tabor is not going to be calling the shots. He's not going to be the head coach here in Carolina. So if he's not the head coach, he's just here as an interim, should he really be given the autonomy to make a decision so important for the franchise? The franchise gave up All they gave up for Bryce Young to be the franchise quarterback, for Bryce Young to play. They decided to not work on his fundamentals, as we read last week from Diana Rossini and Joe Person of The Athletic, because they wanted to get him up to speed with the playbook and calling plays in the huddle. That was their number one goal, was to get Bryce ready to play week one. Not necessarily working on the foundational, fundamental things. That probably would have Bryce Young playing better football. And if you really come and look back at it, 
quite possibly Bryce Young wasn't ready to play. You watched him so far this season, I think we can surmise that mm, he hasn't looked like he is someone who's ready to play at this level. Now, he hasn't been just flat out terrible, and I'm sure plenty of you will disagree. But yeah, he hasn't looked like the ready-made quarterback that we were led to believe he would be once the season started way back in September against the Atlanta Falcons. But Chris Tabor, again, is not the head coach. He's the acting head coach, but he's not really in charge. Who's in charge? David Tepper. Who wanted Bryce Young? David Tepper. If there's going to be a decision about Bryce Young sitting, that's going to come from the man upstairs in David Tepper, not from Chris Tabor. I don't care if David Tepper likes Chris Tabor and if Chris Tabor is going to be back as special teams coordinator, he should not be given the autonomy to make this decision. This should be a decision made up, up in the office by David Tepper or even Scott Fitterer if he has a future here in Carolina, not by the interim head coach, much like a couple years ago. When you saw, because like, look, he fired, yes, we understand he fired Deuce Staley, he fired Josh McCown, those guys weren't coming back anyways, so it doesn't really matter, but you look a couple years ago after Ron Rivera was fired, four weeks left in the season, Perry Fuel takes over, they have the embarrassing loss in Atlanta, where Dante Jackson's criticizing the coaching staff, and what happens after that? Perry Fuel decides to sit a rookie Dante Jackson. I disagreed with that decision. While Dante was out of line, yes, he's a rookie. He has a future here in Carolina. Perry Fuel, you don't have a future in Carolina. You shouldn't get to be able to make those kind of decisions that impact players that are going to have a future with the team, much like Chris Tabor, who may, because he's a Tepper favorite, come back as a special teams coordinator, but he's not coming back to be the head coach. So I do not believe that he alone should be the one who makes that decision. If the Panthers decide to do it, it's because David Tepper wanted to do it, not because Chris Tabor wanted to do it, nor should Chris Tabor be given the ability to make that kind of decision that is going to alter the future of the franchise. Like Bryce Young's still going to come back next year and be the starter, whether he plays final four weeks of the season or not. But man, just let him go out there and play. Hope that it gets better. It's probably not, but he's got to get experience by playing. I understand we're concerned about him getting hurt. But hell, he's taken a beating so far this season. He's still there left standing. Not to say that he couldn't go down next week or the week after that. Knock on wood, fingers crossed, prayers up. Don't want that to happen. But Bryce Young needs to be playing. This organization gave far too much away for Bryce Young. And sitting at 1-12, putting Andy Dalton in there, season's already lost as is. If you wanted to put Andy Dalton in, if you were trying to compete in the division, that should have happened weeks ago. We're past that point. Let Bryce go out there and play. Hope that he improves. But Chris Tabor, maybe only here for four more weeks. Maybe he's going to be back. But this is not the decision that he should get to make at all. So look at the uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, when we come back here from the Carolina Panthers 28-6 loss in New Orleans as they found a brand new way to lose a football game. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With last-minute killer deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great 
deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL. That's L O C K E D O N N F L for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The Carolina Panthers found a brand new way to lose a football game on Sunday as they fell 28-6 against the New Orleans Saints, the second largest margin of defeat so far this season for the Carolina Panthers. They lost by 23 points at home a couple weeks ago to the Dallas Cowboys, who are 10-3, just beat the Eagles, and an actual good football team. Whereas the Saints, 6-7, tied for first place in the NFC South, are not good. Derek Carr is out there playing with three fractured ribs. Not good. Did not look good at all. The Carolina Panthers ran for 204 yards. The Saints had 207 yards total. And somehow the Carolina Panthers lost by 22 points. You got to be kind of impressed by their ability to find a way to lose a game like that. Let's go ahead and look back at the good, the bad, and the ugly from the loss down there in New Orleans. Starting off, as we always do, with the positive, the good. The Carolina Panthers running game showed up for a second week in a row If only this would have been the case all season long. We've talked about the offensive line not being able to protect Bryce Young, the struggles there at receiver, and even Bryce Young's own struggles in the backfield as Carolina Panthers starting quarterback this season. But one area that would have really helped Bryce Young, and of course the Panthers this year, is had they been more consistent on the run, on the ground, in the run game, as we've seen. Early on, they ran a lot of wide zone concepts that Thomas Brown brought over from the Rams. This offensive line, as constructed, they were not good at those blocking schemes. Bradley Bozeman, the center here in Carolina, was quoted in the athletic article last week saying that he's more comfortable going downhill. That's what the Carolina Panthers did last year when Steve Wilkes took over as the head coach, and they decided, hey, what we're going to do is run the damn ball because we do not have a good passing game. We do not have a good quarterback. We need to run the football. They did that, had a 6-6 six and six record in the final 12 games of the season, and for whatever reason, David Tepper said, nah, I don't like that. Let's move on with Frank Reich, which has failed spectacularly. But had the Carolina Panthers had this consistent of a run game, 
it's quite possible the season is different. But the way that they've changed the running scheme certainly, I think, has played a factor in the last couple weeks with this team being a more dedicated running football team and having the success that they had on Sunday. The Panthers rushed 39 times for 204 yards. It's 5.2 yards per carry. That's excellent. Anytime in the NFL you do that, you should win. And the Panthers did not. Chuba Hubbard, 23 carries for 87 yards, 3.8 yards per carry. Miles Sanders, his best day as a Carolina Panther, 10 carries, uh, 74 yards, 7.4 yards per carry. Now 44 of that came on a run where the Panthers blew up right there at the goal line and were only able to come up with a field goal. But still, Miles Sanders, that run was the first time we saw him look like the Miles Sanders that the Carolina Panthers gave that four-year deal to. Derek Brown, he has been outstanding. He is deserving of a monster contract, whether it's this offseason or sometime next year they got to get that thing done because Derek Brown is a player that you absolutely want to have here in Carolina to build around on that defensive line a defensive line that has been largely forgettable outside of what he's done so far this season 10 tackles five solo had his second career interception a fantastic play love what I've seen from Derek Brown he's one of those guys that you want to build around he should be one of the pillars of this defense for a long time and no, no, no. I do not want to see Derrick Brown traded away so the Carolina Panthers can make their defense worse in hopes that they make their offense better when there's still a conversation to be had of whether the quarterback is even the right guy long term. I hope he is. I think he has a chance to be a good player, but that's still hard to know. But Derrick Brown, he's proven himself to be an outstanding defensive tackle, and the Carolina Panthers are not going to get any closer to winning football games if they decide to part ways with him in hopes that a receiver will change their offense. Uh, Panthers defense was also good, as they have been post-by. Held the Saints to 14 first downs, 207 total yards, 3 of 10 on third down. Like that, again, a game that you should win. Derek Carr was putrid. It took him until the fourth quarter, like Bryce Young, to get over 100 yards passing. He was 18 of 26, 119 yards, two touchdowns, interception. Had been in concussion protocol all week, dealing with the rib injury. So I understand why he played bad. But Derek Carr has just not really been all that good this year anyways. So the Panthers made him look like, well, Derek Carr. He did a good job. Good defensive performance. Gerald Vero should be a head coach here in Carolina. Or if not here, somewhere else. Would love for, for it to be here. But we're so reductive that it only can be an offensive coach, apparently. Those are the only guys that can have success in the NFL. Even though we're seeing defensive coaches have success right now. But, you know. Forget that. Let's just get an offensive coach because that will totally fix everything because the owner won't be in the way. Uh, the bad. There was a lot of it. Let's go with the short yardage play calling. Uh, you, you get down to the goal line after that Miles Sanders run. You run the football uh, for a loss there on first and goal from the one-yard line. You got second and two from second and goal from the two-yard line, and they decide to drop back. And what happens? Bryce Young gets flattened because that's typically what happens when Bryce Young has to drop back. There's no projection. He does not get rid of the football in time, and, well, he gets sacked. And they did that. Then it's third down. You got to try and throw the football. They're settling for a field goal. When you run the ball for 204 yards, when you're having success running the football, when you get down the field by running the football, I know it didn't work out on first down, but uh, if you at first you don't succeed, try, try again, Thomas Brown. He decided to not try again, and he's super pass happy, and what does it get you? Three points. We also can go back to the fourth down and short calls. Fourth and two at the New Orleans 46 there in the first half. The play call, I just don't love. If you're going to have fourth and two, you're going to throw the football. I'm not necessarily totally against that. But if you're going to do it, 
why is the route going down the field? Why not find something quick, like a quick out, a rub play? Why not do something like that to like Adam Thiel and get somebody open quickly instead of having Bryce throw down the field, which is going to be a, lo- a low percentage throw, especially when he hadn't been accurate uh, so far and your receivers just can't really get open. Now, that play worked out had DJ Chark just caught the football, which he didn't do. So that's why I only put it in the bad category because the play worked. It just didn't because the receiver didn't execute. Uh, fourth and one at the New Orleans 36. This situation where you got to run the football. One yard, you got to be able to get a yard. Honestly, you got to be able to get two yards on the ground. If you don't, you don't deserve to win the football game. Well, they decided to throw the football. Raheem Blackshear slipped out of his break. Had he not, it would have been completed, assuming he actually catches the football and the play call would have worked. So two play calls that actually should have worked had the players just executed or not tripped over their own two feet. But I just look at it, when you run the ball so well, you're not having success throwing the football. Why, in those high-leverage situations, are you trying to throw the ball? Run the damn ball, Thomas Brown. So it's only a bad, because the play should have worked, but I just don't love, in principle, why he decided to do what he decided to do. Special teams, pretty brutal. Probably could be in the ugly category. Eddie Pinheiro, who has been one of the only bright spots this season, he missed the 41-yard field goal. Really would have been inconsequential anyways. Panthers needed to score touchdowns in this game. They did not score a single touchdown uh, for the third time this season uh, in the game on Sunday. So Eddie Pinheiro missing, not great. Really the worst one was the block punt. Uh, that was technically ruled a fumble. Chris Taylor wanted nothing uh, to do with the assertion. It really wasn't an assertion. It's just a pure fact that it was a fumble. The league came out and said it, and he's like, that's like fantasy football. No, no, no. Uh, the National Football League, they came out and said, that's actually a fumble. So it wasn't fantasy football. It wasn't Yahoo or ESPN deciding, oh, and actually, no, that needs to be uh, a fumble for the fantasy managers out there. It was a fumble because the league said it was a fumble and that – the guy missed an assignment so bad that Johnny Hecker's foot never even touched the ball. That ain't great. So really, it boiled down to just a missed assignment. And typically, when you see those block punts, it's a missed assignment. Can't happen. You look at the missed field goal. Uh, the fumble really was a block punt that was resulting to a touchdown. It's a 10-point swing. Now, you take seven points off the board for New Orleans. You get Panthers three points. They still don't win the football game. But special teams was not good on Sunday. The ugly, the passing offense, broken, beyond repair. My God, Bryce Young, first half, 3 of 15, 29 yards. There was 58 total passing yards in the first half between him and Derek Carr. You have to subtract a couple of those yards because of sack. Uh, sack it's because of sacks, that goes to passing yards. But yeah, it was brutal. Tough watch for everybody out there. And if you love passing offense, then God bless you, man. I'm a guy who loves to run the football, as you can as you can tell. I like running the ball, playing defense, a little bit old school in that way. I don't need to air it out all day long. It's a line of scrimmage game. Dominate the man in front of you. I don't think that if you're going to be a pass-happy team, you're necessarily breeding that kind of mentality. That's just my thought. Not necessarily that I'm whether I'm right or wrong. Maybe I am wrong. Maybe I am right. I don't know. But as far as passing offense goes, Panthers suck at it yet again. That's been the case for years now. It would be nice for the Panthers who put together a competent passing offense at some point in time. Um, hopefully, in our lifetimes, again, I think it will happen. Uh, not sure when it will happen, but I do think it will happen. But on Sunday, it was not great at all. Bryce Young overall was 13 of 36, 137 yards, fumble, 48.0 passer rating. Uh, when he was thrown to his receivers down the field, he was overthrowing them. When he actually connected with his receivers, they dropped the football. Or he was being sacked. Just the same stuff we've seen all season long, except the overthrows are a little bit new. But I guess he did have a couple overthrows 
week one in New against the Atlanta Falcons down in Atlanta. Jonathan Mingo, he started to play a little bit better, but targeted nine times, only two receptions, should have had a touchdown. Bryce just put it on him, but he didn't. The passing offense stinks. Fourth down conversions. Panthers were one of seven on fourth down, and you guessed it, the one time they actually converted, what did they do? They ran the ball. Learn, Thomas Brown. And finally, the last ugly, Thomas Brown as the OC here in Carolina. The Panthers have scored five touchdowns in the five games. Thomas Brown has been the play caller. They did not score a touchdown in that Thursday night football game against the Bears. That was the last time he was the play caller as Frank Reich was the head coach. And then we saw on Sunday another big fat goose egg there when it comes to touchdowns. Not good enough. Not going to get it done. And why Thomas Brown will not be here in four weeks' time. And we were given confirmation by one Jessica Brown, the wife of Thomas Brown, on Twitter as she tweeted out some insight to why Thomas Brown is still here. Because a lot of y'all don't want him to be here, but someone's got to call the plays. We'll talk about that tweet here in just a moment on Lockdown Panthers. Whenever the game clock stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Score football season's best deals on groceries, restaurants, retail, and more. All of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash and get ready to watch your team win. But if you're a Panthers fan, you're going to get ready to watch your team lose, maybe even tie. But man, DoorDash, they've been treating me so right. Well, recently, been ordering a lot of stuff locally. Go to Hawthorne a ton of time. Got Minya, the nice ramen noodles place here in Elizabeth that I love. Showmars, Yafo, you name it. Go check out all the local favorites here in Charlotte or wherever you live. You can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply again. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and air code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Let's be honest, Thomas Brown is not very good at the whole play-calling thing here in the NFL. The Carolina Panthers have had five games as Thomas Brown being the play-caller, and they've only scored five touchdowns in those games. That is brutal, and part of the reason why Thomas Brown and the rest of the Carolina Panthers offensive staff will not be here next year. Now, for whatever reason, maybe there's been... Um, some concern that he would be back next year. Don't know why that would be the case, but a Panthers fan went out there on Twitter and did as Panther fans do, and really any aggrieved fan base does, and they call for the job of the play caller, saying that if we're you know keeping it a buck, Thomas Brown should be fired on Monday, and that led Thomas Brown's. Uh, Better half to go out there on Twitter and say, um, we are fired. We just have to stay behind because someone has to call the plays. If you guys know someone else to do the next four weeks, give Tepper a, a holler as if this is fun for us. Just a reminder that, you know, 
they're also not having fun. While you're upset, this is the end of the world to you, it's far worse for the people in that building that go in there every week and lose these games. Now, for the players, obviously it sucks for them. They put up their blood, sweat, and tears. They worked their entire life to get to this level, and they're 1-12. in 12. Coaching staff, very similar. They worked their whole life to get to this point in time to get their opportunity as a play card in the NFL for the first time, Thomas Brown being that. And it has been a spectacular failure. And he probably is not sure what his future holds and whether he will be a play caller again at the NFL level. For his sake, I hope he gets another opportunity. But clearly right now, he's just not ready to do it. The weapons around and this offense aren't necessarily conducive for an offense to be successful. I understand that. I had someone uh, DM me about that saying, well, it's like he was set up for fail from the beginning. Well, let's understand that Thomas Brown came to Carolina and helped put together this offense with Frank Reich. So he's not absolved of any criticism at all. The offense that has been constructed in large part is his own fault. But did he bring in all these players? No, but he has constantly said, Bryce Young, that's the guy he wanted, and he has not done anything so far to help Bryce Young to really show that he believes in Bryce Young based off of the play calling. And well, maybe he has shown he believes in Bryce Young because he's putting the ball in Bryce Young's hands on fourth down. But the development... It has not been there, but Thomas Brown has not been good at his job. But just know, when you guys put out these tweets about firing somebody, uh, their family members can see them. So I just always think it's just bad karma to call for people's jobs. I, I do think that Thomas Brown like does not need to be here anymore. I'm not going to be brash about it and be like, fire, ta- fire Thomas Brown, get out of here. Like He'll be gone soon enough. And that's, why, that's one thing, too. I'm interested. Did anyone truly – because someone sent this to me. She deleted the tweet. Someone said this to me. I was like, oh, like, what do you think about this? Like, well, yeah. Did you think anyone on the offensive coaching staff was going to be back next season? Do you really think that Thomas Brown's coming back? Do you really think Sean Jefferson's coming back? Parks Frazier, who had Frank Rick officiate his wedding, is he coming back to Carolina? They're not going to retain any of these guys. It's one of the worst offenses in the league. They already fired Frank. David Tepper admitted that hiring Frank Reich and bringing in this coaching staff was a poor decision on his part. He got it wrong. He's correcting it by getting rid of them. So, yeah, someone has to call the plays. You fire Thomas Brown. Okay, who calls plays next? Parks Frazier? He's done it before. I I honestly wouldn't be opposed. But does that really help Bryce Young to have more instability and to take away Thomas Brown, a guy who believes in him and somebody he's been working with since day one? I mean, Frank Reich was the same case, but Frank Reich's now gone because that's just what they had to do. Frank Reich, honestly, is lucky that he has not had to sit around here and deal with this mess. Now, it's the mess that he created. I understand that. But as we read last week, some of it probably is on David Tepper. By telling Frank Reich, hey, you know, you know let's, have, let's diversify the staff. Bring in some guys that have never worked with you. And we've seen that backfired because these guys are looking out for number one once things went askew. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. I do feel for them. I mean, they're all human beings. I, I mentioned that Ian Fitzsimmons I worked with back when I worked at ESPN Radio. I got to produce his show with Freddie Coleman and Love Ian. Great guy. His brother, Devin Fitzsimmons, is the assistant special teams coach. Now the head special teams coach here in Carolina. He's going to have to find another job next year. And hopefully for him, he'll get another opportunity somewhere else in the NFL, which I'm sure, hope, I don't know. I can't say I'm sure, but I, I think we'll pro- maybe will be the case. Who who knows? Frank Reich, he's done as a coach in the NFL. Is Jim Caldwell, is he done uh, within organizations in the NFL moving forward? What happens to Thomas Brown? I, I don't know. I, I do feel for those guys. They have not done a good job at all. Uh, they are, of course, all deserving of key card Monday, where those key cards are not going to work. They're deserving of the pink slip. I, I, I'm not going to argue against that. Uh, but just understand, you know, they're human beings. It's your favorite football team. They're not playing well. 
that does not really have much impact on your life at all. But it does have an impact on them directly because it is their career. And I don't like coming up here and talking about this bad team as much as you guys like watching it on Sundays. We're all upset. But just, you know, before you get a little trigger happy on the Twitter fingers, understand that these people, they have family members who can read what you say. So just try to be a little bit respectful. But yeah, Thomas Brown, he's done a bad job. He'll be gone in four weeks, and that is the correct decision long-term and short-term for the Carolina Panthers. All right, it's going to wrap up this, this this episode of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe and follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where I'll be back again with you on Wednesday to answer your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions. Either at me or DM me over on Twitter, at Julian Council, to get those questions into me now. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Wednesday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.